You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lewin Markell. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> that was hell. That was so stupid. Okay, so we've been doing this podcast for a little over a year, and before that we did experiment with like doing recordings and stuff because we recorded our personal games for our own benefit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've never we, had we've this much. We've never had this much trouble. Um, I, oh boy, uh, came in and we always do a sound test. Always without, it, I mean, we never trust our equipment. That's it. That's what yeah. it amounts to. And I'm glad because today, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but uh. I came in and I sounded like a robot. Everyone else sounded fine. I sounded like a robot. There was just a mechanical echo we could not get rid of. And it t- took me, what, like an hour? Hour, hour and a half to get it fixed. Yeah, it was something. Roughly. Um, <laughs> while I held my poor best friend and boyfriend in captivity as I was growing more and more anxious and yelling more and more. And we, it just kind of stopped. We didn't really figure out exactly what happened. I'm still going to claim that the file got corrupted as we were trying to fix it before. So opening a new session... Fixed it. Fixed it. I don't know, but that's what I'm guessing. Whatever we were going to introduce this episode with is gone now. I have no clue. Yeah, because we were just kind of sitting here like, okay, okay. And like every time we would try something, it was like, okay, maybe this will fix it. But on the inside, we we knew it wasn't going to. <laughs> it finally uh, did. I hope you guys is... And as long as it stays like that throughout the whole episode, we'll be fine. Yep. It was probably my fault. Electronics just... They, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they come, really do. They it's... come in my presence and they just... It's bizarre. Luan yeah. has like accidentally like flash reset Adobe Audition, what, like two times, two, th- two or three times now? Yeah. Just... I don't... Uh, mm. I still have a, a couple working theories on that one, but like that, I had a laptop that had no possibility of get wa- getting water damage, act water damaged, and then the company was like, well, it sounds like it's water damaged, so it's not in warranty, so we're not going to help you. Um, and then, like, I've broken how many countless pairs of headphones. I'm not any tougher on my electronics than the average person who lives 90% of their lives on the internet is. And yet, <laughs> I just... So it's probably my fault. Lewin entered proximity of the area and they spazzed out. They're like, oh no, she's here. <laughs> Done. Abandoned ship. But anyways... Anyway. It's, it's, all, it's all fixed now. And so. uh, we work hard to bring you God something. God uh, usually it's not that hard, but issues happen. Yes. However, I have something that might make it better. 
Okay. Okay. Because these things are adorably cute. Oh, good. Okay, I, well, I need that. First, you said that as a question, which kind of, I was, mm, but then you said they're adorably cute. Now I'm back on board. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So first off, this topic was suggested by Adrian through our email. So thank you, Adrian. Thank you, thank Adrian. you, Adrian. And uh, you started off saying you weren't sure if this was going to have enough lore behind it to do an episode. Turns out there is. Yay! And this is with me skipping a few things, not a lot, oh. but a few things. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about flumps. Ah, that email. That email. I didn't realize flumps were. Were real. I didn't even know that they existed until I read this email. What are flumps? <laughs> what are flumps? Well, flumps are small aberrations. Cool. Uh, typically lawful good that live in the Underdark. Huh. That's they, a lot of things. Yeah. They resemble jellyfish. <gasps> as nice. they are usually like disc or saucer-shaped creatures. <laughs> Unlocks my phone, opens Google. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, they are so cute. What the hell? They float through the air. Um, <laughs> they have several tentacles on their underside and two eye stalks that stick out from the top of their head. Oh, what do they look like? As well as a mouth in between the two eye stalks. Or a mouth... Ish. Like a mouth like opening. It, it it looks like a little slit, like uh, the. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I would say it's a mouth because it reminds me of like, oh my gosh, uh, manta rays. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, almost does it... call them sea pancakes. <laughs> I mean, close enough. Do they, I mean, do they eat with it? If they eat with it, it's. They mouth. do not. Oh, okay, well. Never mind. It may not be a mouth then. <laughs> they do not eat with it. They do other things with it, though. <laughs> do they now? <laughs> what do that mouth do? Oh, no. So, their first appearance was in Dungeons & Dragons 1st Edition in the Fiend Folio. Yeah, they do look like a 1st Edition creature. Not not in a bad way, but like in that way. They are, though. They they they, they have that same energy. Sometimes you you can just tell. Yeah. In 1981. Oh, man. So, you know, way back. I say that. I hopefully did not offend any of our older listeners with that one. And I also... (laughs) Uh, I, I just felt like... A good portion of our audience, like, shiver and, like, <laughs> yeah, horrible has happened. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I definitely just said, God, they're old. A young, mil- um, a young millennial just insulted me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they are listed as being two feet in diameter here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. They are lawful good. Cute. And, of course, this is going off of the Thaco system. They have two different ACs. Their AC is zero on, like, their upper surface. Uh Uh-huh. And their AC is eight on their underside. Which is... Harder to hit. Good. Yeah, okay. It's harder to hit the underside. protected underbelly? Okay. Or, correction, it's harder to hit the top side. My bad. Okay, Okay. that's not good. Okay. To hit AC zero, if it's less than... It's good. It's... Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. Okay, that's when I, you get... I just got confused on which one is which. Yeah. Uh, like, on which number went to which part. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, their uh, top side is actually, like, harder. It's a harder surface where the underside is kind of, like, squishy. Squishy underbelly. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, they are pure white in color with... And in this, it did say that it had a mouth at the center of the upper surface. So, so it does list it that it is a mouth here. So, it is a mouth. Okay. And on either side of it, it has the long eye stalks that are about four inches long. Ooh. 
So not terribly long. Yeah, they're but pretty. They're pretty small. Like it kind of reminds me of like I don't know why this popped into my head, but like, um, have you ever seen like before anyone yells at me, horns on a cow, not a cattle, uh, not or not like a bull. Like the, I just yeah, told we just Travis had this, this conversation. Oh yeah, um, okay. How some types of uh, cow, like female cows, have like really short horns. Yeah, mm-hmm. the really short ones. Yeah, 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 like that. Kind of, yeah. I feel like a lot of the pop culture cows have those. Yeah. <laughs> also, now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway. Their underside has a, uh, not, I was going to say a small row. That's not correct. It just has numerous small spikes that the tentacles hide. Ooh. Hmm. So in order to fly, they do this by sucking air into its mouth and they expel it through the underside. <laughs> Hmm. So it's kind of like breathing and then farting. Okay. Was like the first thing I thought of. One, obligatory fart joke. Two, so that's what that mouth do. It's it sucks. Three. Avatar the Last Airbender. <laughs> hmm. Obligatory Avatar the Last Airbender reference. Yeah, hi. Um welcome hi. to our secret Avatar the Last Airbender podcast inside of our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> That would be deep. Start singing secret podcast. (laughs) No. (sighs) So they normally stick to floating about four inches above the ground. That's not very much. But they can fly up to 10 feet. And this is mostly for like attack purposes. Yeah. When they get that high. They generally will eat like smaller rodents and like frogs and lizards and snakes oh so they're they're kind of like fish that that kind of skirt along the the ocean except in the air and on land but when it comes to like bigger attackers that they can't quite deal with in that way they have this other amazing tool no that they squirt a foul-smelling liquid oh, no. from their equator, which, I mean, on this disc-shaped creature you would right. imagine is, like, the literal middle of the yeah. disc. Yeah. It has a 60-degree, like, arc. Oh, oh shit. No. And a range of about 20 feet. Okay. It causes anyone to anyone that it hits to flee in disgust. <sighs> provided that they fail their saving throw. Right. Yeah, yeah. But... It's just a horribly foul-smelling liquid. Yeah? Okay, so you said they don't eat with their mouths. They do not. Do they Do they just suck the prey up through the bottom? They do eat. I will uh, get to that. Okay. Yeah, I'll explain. Don't worry. I love when we have our... Uh, bodily function sidebar (laughs) in an episode. Oh, yeah, it's it's gonna get there. Oh, yes. Um... That foul smell will last anywhere between one to four hours afterwards. Oh, and you gotta go take a bath in tomato juice. Yeah. Anyone who is hit by it, it says, quoted, is shunned by his companions. Oh my gosh, (laughs) it really is skunks. Who will not be able to tolerate their presence within 100 feet until it wears off. (laughs) They they have to sleep, like, outside of the camp. Aww. Oh, no. Poor gay. Yeah. Um, that sucks. In this, it didn't specify a way to 
get rid of it other than letting it wear off. Mm-hmm. In later editions, it does specify that there are, yes. like, you have to take a bath and, like, running water or something specific that you can help. Mm-hmm. But in this, it's just like, you got hit, you got to deal with it for the next, like, four hours, dude. I wonder what it smells uh, like. Uh, I don't. I have a descriptor of that later, too. No! Oh, yes! No. Yeah. Yes! So their second mode of attack is what they'll do is they will fly above their target and then drop straight down onto it. Oh. Ouch. Um, this causes their spikes to inflict the initial damage when they hit. Mm-hmm. And then their tentacles... Will fill the wounds with a poison. Oh no. That will deal more initial damage and then a continuous damage for like two to eight rounds. Cool. Unless magical means are used to negate it. Okay. In this, it actually notes that alchemists have failed to create an effective antidote for this poison. Ooh. That's really interesting. Nice. So you kind of just gotta either have a magical friend or deal with the pain for however many rounds you're poisoned for. Yeah. <clears throat> Sometimes that's all you can do. Deal with the pain. And probably the saddest thing <laughs> and most definitely the more continuous thing throughout all this is a flump is helpless if you turn it over. Oh, oh no! Oh. If they get turned upside down, they are completely helpless. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining that and you like turn it over and it's like yelling and cussing at you and like waving its tentacles around. I, I literally can only picture like <laughs> sentient turtles. Yeah. Like, hey, get back over here. Flip me over. You won't. So about that, oh. it can communicate in, and you have to remember first edition was like communication wasn't so far as the various... Right. <clears throat> I, I, I think I see where you're... The various languages to. so much as it can communicate in lawful good alignment tongues. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. But it also has a very limited vocabulary. Oh. So if it is like yelling and trying to talk to you, it's probably very broken up and just very some, few some, words that it knows. Some cusses. Some cusses, probably. But probably, depending on where it's been or... Yeah, so are, are are they not very intelligent then? Um, or... In first edition, it doesn't really specify that they're that intelligent. Mm-hmm. So not really. Later on, they do gain intelligence. Okay. Like in uh, future editions, they get a little bit more intelligent. Okay. But in this one, not so much. So maybe it's less so that they're not intelligent, but like they just don't don't have the same like vocal range. Right. Yeah, or and just not able to communicate as much. Because, like, dolphins are smart, but they can't yeah. reliably communicate with us, but that doesn't mean they're not smart. Right. True. And also, more relevantly, like, octopi. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to jump from 1981 to 1995. Cool. Oh, damn. To the Monstrous Compendium Annual Volume 2 for Advanced Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. Okay. Um, a few things have changed in this one. First of all, it says that they are now three to four inches thick in the center, and then they taper down to about one to two inches near the edge. Okay. So, so they um, have, like, this weird, like... Kind of almost a UFO okay. shape. Yeah. Yeah. This weird tapering sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of, like, um... As opposed to, like, a Frisbee. Y- yeah. Just grab a flump and throw it like a Frisbee. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You better turn it upside down first, otherwise you'll throw it and it's just going to float. Well, maybe it's, like, fun. It's, like, fun for it's the It's a fun... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's not... Mm. 
I mean, you've played gnomes that have been tossed around. Don't act. I specifically enjoy being tossed around when I'm playing. Yeah, gnome. exactly. Yeah, so this like flump is like talking to their friend who has hands and is like, hey, like, just give me a good toss. Throw me like a discus. Let's go. Beautiful. <laughs> just because. Okay, I take it back. I like this idea. Yeah. As long as it's enjoying it, I guess. Yeah. Or like, or as like a combat maneuver. It's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, throw me at that guy over there. I'm going to fuck him up. Like, lands and just spikes and then tentacles. Yeah. On, this, on this other guy's face and just like, That would be beautiful. Yeah. So their body is now considered to be mostly hollow. <laughs> Quote, much I... like a cushion. <laughs> <laughs> Cushions aren't hollow. They have stuffing. <laughs> This is much like a cushion. Okay. But cushions so, are mostly hollow. I have stuffing. I, I don't know. That's just what it said. <laughs> Would they be, like, comfortable if you sat on them? No! I wonder. Maybe for you, probably not for it. I mean, maybe they're into that. Um, it does still have the mouth on the top that's flanked by the eye stalks, but the eye stalks are now six inches long. Okay. Instead of four. So they've grown longer. Yep. They still got the tentacles and the spikes. This one specifically stated that the tentacles closest to the rim can actually be used for fine manipulation of, like, small objects. Oh, nice. So they can kind of, they're a bit more dexterous, they can kind of use those to do stuff, do a few things. And we now have two different types of flumps. Mm -hmm. We have the common flump, which is still just pure white in color. Uh And then we have the monastic flumps. Cool. Which are pale yellow or green with darker tentacles. And the monastic flumps have a little bit extra ability as well. They'll take that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. It now has several small holes, apertures, whatever you want to call it. Okay. It specifically said apertures along its equator that are used for maneuvering. Okay. So it... <laughs> So basically what it does is it sucks in the air through its mouth. And then can... And it'll expel it to move it left or right or forward or back or... Or whatever. Whatever. That's how it maneuvers itself now. Cool. And while doing this, it will create a gentle breeze and a slight (laughs) whistling sound that can be heard in a quiet area. Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. I love these guys so much. Same. I want one of these to be my friend. So, common flumps uh, cannot speak vocally at all now. Okay. All right. But they have developed a unique sign language that makes use of their tentacles and eye stalks and is impossible for humanoid creatures to replicate because of the eye stalk movement yeah. and the tentacles and everything. Because most people don't have eye stalks or tentacles. Weird. Mostly. Most. That's As, fun, though. That's a lot of fun. I, 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 love I like that. that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So they can't vocally speak, but they can still like talk to each other. Yeah. Monastic flumps can speak, but only about ten percent of them. They can speak and understand like common or another language. So you might have one that can communicate mm-hmm. en- enough. Yeah. So it kind of like speaks for the group. Pretty much. Okay. If like okay. one out of a group knows how to talk, it'll be the like main. One that you would interact with. Communicator. Okay. Like I said before, they survive by eating, like, the smaller creatures. Mm -hmm. So what they do and how they eat (laughs) is they will deploy the tactic of, like, floating above and then dropping down onto them. Mm -hmm. And once dead, the flump will then kind of just, like, settle on top of it. 
mm-hmm. and absorb the nutrients through its tentacles. Mm-hmm. Mostly, like, the acid kind of, whatever, it melts from the creature, it kind of absorbs through okay. the tentacles. Kind of like what a spider does to the inside. Okay, yeah. So it just would... would it kind of drinks it. Would, would then float away and just leave a desiccated corpse. Pretty much. Cool. Yeah, it doesn't, mm. like, fully eat the entire carcass. It'll leave whatever is not... Cool. Yeah. Melted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad I'm glad we talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of all people, <clears throat> I didn't think that you would have an issue with it. No. Why does it have a mouth? That's what it uses to suck in air to maneuver. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. It has a mouth for breathing. Sucking. <laughs> does it need to breathe? Or does it just use the air to move around? It honestly ever just says that it uses it to move around. Since they're aberrations, they really might not need to breathe at all. That's true. Okay, well, I didn't think about that. There you go. Hmm. Uh, This is the first time we see it mentioned that the acid that it excretes can be removed by complete immersion in a fast-moving stream or by actively washing with, it said, 2d4 gallons of water. So I'm going to guess that you would just roll and be like, you need three gallons of water for that. Okay, yeah. And then just, sense. like, pour it on Yeah, you have to, like, friend. pour it on and, like, actively, like, scrub the acid off. Cool. Basically. It does not sound pleasant. Yeah. It still squirts out that lovely foul-smelling liquid on larger <laughs> prey. And it now causes the creature to become nauseated, reeling, and unable to attack for two to five rounds. Oof. Dang. The odor will linger for 1d4 hours. And can still be detected, like, a hundred feet away. God, that's it's potent. It's still just awful. Uh, the common fumps are the more, like, nomadic hunters. It says that they are intelligent, good-aligned, and peaceful. So they just kind of float around hunting and just kind of... Doing their own thing. Doing their thing. Their flumpy thing. Yes. <laughs> All flumps, monastic and common, reproduce every two years by budding. So they reproduce asexually. Okay. I was like, okay, you said reproduce, and I was about to be like, Travis, tell me how they do that. Give me all the deeds. But budding's budding's cool. Yeah. I I, I kind of, for some reason, thought, like, immediately, I know what budding is, but my brain was like, budding? Budding. <laughs> yeah, you just, you, you have a baby with your buddy. Yeah. No. I mean, budding is probably my favorite form of asexual reproduction, but I kind of was hoping they'd do it like octopi, but whatever. Not quite. Um, they can produce up to eight tiny flumps on mm. its oh. underside. <laughs> That's probably so cute, <laughs> right? Mm, I would think so. Probably, yeah, because, I mean, they're adorable as is, so, like... Like, little baby ones just kind of growing off of them. That'd be cute, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The babies will grow to an adult size within a month. Oh, dang. But they don't become independent until after about three months. Okay. It says when they reach about two inches in diameter. Oh, okay. So they have some form of, like, nurture. Yeah. Yeah. They're not like beholders where it's like, eat the ones that don't look like me and then fuck the rest. Like, yeah, yeah. Leave, but. And they can live for 20 years. Aww. Aww. Yeah, that's not bad for maturing in three months. Terribly long life, but. It's kind of better than I was expecting. Me too, because like, usually when you think of like creatures that reproduce asexually, they don't typically live like a very long life. Yeah. And also the fact that they mature pretty quickly in comparison to like humans and demi humans. You know, you'd think that, that they would be. Short-lived. Yeah, very much so. 
So at this point, apparently people have tried to eat them. No! Um, it says that they have a foul-tasting flesh, and most consider them unpalatable. But, of course, ogres and some, bo- some goblinoids will still eat them. And there's probably some weird rich fucks with, like, weird tastes. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Just or, to, like, be like, oh, I had flump for dinner, haha. Yeah, because it's... <laughs> they, they probably don't even actually like it. Flumps are friends, not food. <laughs> um, ah, right. So, monastic flumps, like I said, are a bit more advanced, and they can actually cast spells. Ooh. Nice. They cast spells as if they were clerics of levels equal to their hit dice, which their hit dice is two to five. Okay. So, kind of depends, but... On, like, the age and whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's, I mean, that and them being able to talk are kind of the biggest thing that separates them from the common white flump. Mm-hmm. And their coloration, obviously. <clears throat> and their right. coloration. Uh, later on, it does state that, like, the monastic flumps do also have more tentacles. So, that's okay. another that's, thing. There's that. Um, I mean, I guess that's a slight tactical advantage. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And it probably helps them cast the spells. And and communicate. Yeah. yeah. And communicate. Oh, more tentacles, more fun, I guess. <laughs> oh, boy. Jesus. Uh, they gather in what is called cloisters. <laughs> I mean, I know that that's also a real thing, but... Yeah. Um, they gather to share knowledge and worship deities that are unknown to humanoids. Hmm. Cool. They are usually located in larger caverns. They also have large nest-like bowers? 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 Bowers, I think, is how that's supposed to be pronounced. And I know the word, but Yeah, I am not totally sure how to pronounce it. I've always pronounced it bowers in my head. See, and I pronounced it bowers, but... Um, whatever those are, y'all know what yeah, we're talking either about. Either way. Y'all know what we're talking about. Large nest-like bowers constructed of grass and mud. This is specifically in, like, swamps or grasslands. Okay. All right. So they can be in large caverns, swamps, or grasslands with, like, these huge nests. And one of my favorite parts is the inside of a cloister is usually decorated with fine, colorful paintings (gasps) that are made by flumps dabbing natural pigments with their tentacles. Ah! Painter flumps! Okay, also, like, that's a beautiful visual, but you did also say flumps dabbing in there. I just want everyone to think about that for a second. All the tentacles. Yeah, they both just dabbed. I watched. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sometimes you just gotta hit. You just gotta dab. You know. Highest twenty twenty. I, like, I still think dabbing's funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's that's beautiful though. They paint. I, 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 I'm deeply in love with this fact. Yeah. Um, the paintings are usually abstract, showing spirals and other like curved lines. That's nice. Oh. They have Though, a style. Some of them do have a vague representation of flumps hunting. Ooh. So they like can paintings. kind of paint. Okay. They're, like, they're like cave paintings. Yeah. D&D movie about a really talented flump who wants to paint portraits. <laughs> and he leaves his family so he can go paint portraits of I'm rich so people. Beautiful. Of yeah. It's beautiful. Um, each cloister is led by an abbot. Which is <laughs> a real thing. Also a real thing. Yes. All of these are actually like they were given the monastic name. Yeah. And then everyone just kind of followed that naming trend mm-hmm. for their cloisters and the abbot. Mm-hmm. Um, the abbots are literally just a flump with five hit dice. <laughs> so they're just a, a 
better flump. Yeah. They are aided by one prior. <laughs> okay. Per... They just really went. They went. They just, they just went, went for it. it. Yeah. Okay. They are aided by one prior per six flumps in the cloister. Okay. And a prior has three or four hit dice. Okay. Okay. Um, occasionally a group of common flumps outside, like, will, like, live outside of a cloister. Because mm-hmm. cloisters only consist of the monastic flumps. Okay. They will live outside of a cloister and bring food as an offering in return for healing or guidance. Okay. Hmm. Also, I just realized what I, like, thought <clears throat> flumps looked like in my head that I couldn't put my finger on, and mm-hmm. it's the flying spaghetti monster, <gasps> which is hilarious, oh my considering God. the theming. But yeah, they look Jesus. like the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> yeah, nope, you're right. <laughs> I just had to share that, because it dawned on me. So, Perfect. one of my favorite places I have found to get information from monsters whenever they have it available mm-hmm. oh boy. is from a dragon magazine. Especially when they have the ecology of yes, yes. those are my favorite. Okay. So What's we have today? Dragon Magazine number two forty six in nineteen ninety eight had the ecology of the flump. Yes, <laughs> and as always, it was written as basically NPCs were having an interaction with this flump, and then it had like little the small little numbers mm-hmm. like marking certain statements, and then you would look down and it would explain that. Nice. Yes. I, I so love it. Those are the best. This next part is going to be pretty big, and it's from the ecology of the flump because it's just like one of my favorite things ever. Okay. I love it so much. Yeah, those ecology of articles are the best. Yeah. They really are. Right, let's go. Uh, after the break. Damn it. I, I feel It was a setup. It I got was s- a setup. Damn it. We've been had. Nailed it. How could you? Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode over Flumps. They're so cute. I love them. They're so darling. Again, thank you, Adrian. Flumps are amazing. I like it. Hopefully you're enjoying the episode. Hopefully. Um, If you like this podcast, you could consider contributing to our Patreon, which is just, you know, Dungeonpedia. But again... We get it. We get it. We fully (laughs) understand. Times are tough. Times are tough. We, We totally understand it's not a requirement or even a... You know, it's not even a push. It's just like if you want to, great. If not, <laughs> also that's great. Fine. Really. Like, and absolutely fine. I know that there were so- some people who were worried about us. We are fine financially. Seriously, yeah, it, yeah. No, is, we're good. I- anything we get from our pa- our Patreon just goes into putting, this. Like, yeah, this. It. We don't live off of this. We don't need to live off this. And we are just as worried about you guys, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, like, we would honestly rather you not if you really can't. Really can't. Like, take care of you guys. Honestly, it's just part of our ad break outline that we have. We just kind of go through the motions, but times are shit, man. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's, it's worth saying, like, don't, don't feel bad if you can't right now. That's fine. You listening to us is, Amazing. More than enough. Yes. On that note, if you are interested, we have a second podcast. It is our actual play podcast that we play with. Well, I mean, yeah, we play and we record. <laughs> uh, it's with our friend Jacoby. Uh, goes up weekly. Uh, we're a few weeks behind right now, but we should be getting back to normal. We do have a backlog on that. So there, yeah. there, we're not in danger of ending that at this point. No. Um, Just 
again, with things going the way they are, that one has kind of had to go on the back burner for a little bit. A little bit or while we're we get hoping situated. to get everything back in order. Yeah. Situation. Situation. <laughs> Anyways, it's called projectile dysfunction, and you can see updates at our Twitter at projectilecast. Uh, you can see updates for Dungeonpedia on Twitter and Instagram, both at Dungeonpedia. You can also uh, email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com for uh, any episode suggestions like this one was. Or anything else, honestly. Really anything. It, seriously, if you want someone to talk to, we're here yeah. for you right now. Like, yeah. We got you. Yeah. Um, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts for notifications when new episodes go live. Twitter's kind of a crapshoot right now. It's just the way things are with our... The way things are, guys. Well, mostly with our current life situations. Episodes go up on Tuesday. We're busy on Tuesdays a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So we get usually one chance to post. Yeah, our Twitter (laughs) is sporadic activity at best at the moment. But again... It it will get better. Again. We're just adjusting. Yes. And I know that that resonates well with all of you. Um, on that that note, um, if you can take a moment to like rate us or review us or just tell somebody about us, I know we're all struggling to find something to yeah do. They they have time, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real, they have time to listen. Uh, that was just, a joke. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. I did not Dark mean that. Disres- I did not. That's how I cope. <laughs> <clears throat> I also cope by listening to the wonderful music of Alexander Nakarada, who wrote our theme song, Blacksmith. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you, Alexander. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. We and hope thank you're well, too. you all for listening. Thank you for staying safe. Thank you if you are an essential worker or a healthcare worker. Just thank you. Um, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you guys. Yeah. Um, and with that, Back to the podcast. Yes. More flumps. Let's go learn about the ecology of the flumps. Yes. All right. The The ecology ecology of the flumps now. Jeez. Okay. So uh, the first thing that we have here is a little bit more about what their ice stalks do. What them ice stalks do. Um, They can move independently of one another. Cool. Kind of like a... A chameleon? Chameleon. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, this obviously allows for a wider, like, field of vision. It's very hard to sneak up on a flump because of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they can almost always see some everything. Unless they're looking at something else. Right. Um, they actually don't have any eyelids. Hmm. That seems like an oversight. Yeah, so they... An evolutionary oversight. They can't close their eyes even when they're sleeping. <laughs> oh, no. So they're almost always at least a little bit aware, even when they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of actually worked out in their favor. I mean, that's fair, but what if they get, like, dust and stuff in there? Yeah. Uh, well, they're flying around. That's ooh, not good. That's a good question. Yeah. That's Didn't why, say anything about that, so... Yeah, that's why, that's why birds have so many eyelids, <clears throat> usually. Maybe, they, what if they have clear eyelids? Shit. What if the people who did this research just didn't notice? <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> um, so both the eye stalks and the tentacles can actually grow back if they get severed. It Ooh. just takes about a week or so for them huh. to grow back. Cool. Yeah. Until then, obviously, like, if an eye stalk gets severed, it's got a pretty big disadvantage on seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, not being able to. <clears throat> yeah. It can still see, just 
only one direction instead of yeah, yeah whatever multiple. kind of periscoping they yeah. can do with that one eye. So in this, we now have instead of them like sucking air in and blowing it down to float, they mm-hmm. just have this innate form of anti gravity. Okay, that okay. they use that just keeps them afloat, mm-hmm. or I guess that they can control, but. That's how they fly. Right. They have an anti-gravity field, basically. Yeah. They okay. probably have some kind of weird, like, swim bladder. Yeah. Except it's floating. Float bladder. Float bladder. So it still uses the, now I'm going to say, mouth-like orifice on the top of its mm-hmm. body. I was going to say head, but that doesn't seem right either. Cap? Sure. Well, that's implying it's like a mushroom. Bell. I don't know. Like a jellyfish? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bell. We'll go with that. Yes. And it still uses it to suck in air and expel it out of several various holes that, you know... Are on the... The, the equator, equator. That it so can it still can maneuver. That way. Okay. <clears throat> well, it still has a kind of a use, then. Yeah. It also uses its tentacles as a sort of, like, rudder. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which allows it to sense. spin clockwise or counterclockwise, depending on... You know, how it places the tentacles when it expels the air and right. whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it uses this form of floating air and its tentacles to, like, maneuver and spin and okay. everything. The foul liquid <clears throat> it sprays out mm-hmm. um, now says it can only be sprayed out of one hole, which is usually referred to as its front. <laughs> even though, like, <laughs> it even states, like... Specifying a front on this cylindrical yeah. creature just doesn't make sense. That's just what people generally consider the front of a flump. Lewin, are you dead? Yeah. Okay. Front hole. Front hole flumps. <clears throat> dot com. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh no. Oh no. God damn it. I'm I'm sorry, I'm five years old, guys. Continue. So, um, here's where I have the... Well, okay, looking at a picture of a flump, it seems like its mouth is kind of oriented to one side, so that might be the where the the front hole is. I hate you. Like, it, it seems like a lot of depictions of flumps kind of... Some of them show where its mouth is kind of more directly in the middle of its eye stalks, like on the top of the bell, but mm-hmm. some of them kind of orients it more forward, kind of like more like a human face. Which that might just be like depicting it in a way so you can see that it has a mouth. Perhaps. Because it does specify that it is like on the top. Yeah. But I don't know. It has a... It... <laughs> okay. So um, this is the smell Oh, oh, here we no. go. Of this foul, liquidy odor. That's oh, expelled boy. from the front hole. Yes. Don't forget. So, it says the spray is similar to the smell of skunk musk, okay. rotting cabbages, and the unwashed armpits of a sweaty, overweight orc. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Like, that is... I don't know what the... Unwashed armpits of a sweaty, overweight orc smells like, but I have smelled skunk musk and rotting cabbages before, and that's not a good smell. Well, see, here's the thing. I've never smelled rotting cabbages, but I don't think skunk musk smells that bad. Like, it doesn't smell good, but I feel like... Maybe the skunk musk in this instance describes, like, the lingering, because you know that scent grabs on. 
Or, or maybe it, it also describes the more pungent that you would smell at the moment of being sprayed as opposed to driving down the road and right. you're like, yeah. oh, this gun got hit here, you know? Yeah. I've never been sprayed. Neither have I. Me neither, but it's... I mean, none of those sound like pleasant things, especially no. in conjunction say, with each I have other. had a dog that got sprayed by a skunk, and that was awful. So yeah. if it's anything like that, then yeah, it's just a horrible mix of yeah. smells that just... It's not good. It's just not good. <laughs> just, just, just bad. It's, yeah. it's just bad, guys. It's just bad. That does not sound good. Um, can you at least wash it off this time? <laughs> yes, you can okay. still wash it off with like the running water or okay. So, so you're not many just gallons of water. You're not just stuck sleeping away from your right. teammates for a night because you got sprayed by a flump. <clears throat> a flump. God. Uh, when flipped over, it says the anti gravity it has is now pointed upward. Oh, so it essentially pins itself. Yeah. Okay. Which makes it useless. Ah, yes. Um, it did actually specify that it's more helpless than a turtle on its back. Aww. Um, its tentacles are not strong enough to flip it back over oh, because no. the tentacles are still, like, mostly hollow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they're strong enough to grasp onto, like, limbs and stuff to, like, settle itself, but in order to grab and flip Push. itself over, yeah. it's just not. It, it kind of, like, yeah, it Aww. just doesn't have that kind of muscle ability. Yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't have muscles at all. Yeah. It's probably just amorphous, <laughs> gooey guy. Um, they can also not use their maneuvering jets or their defensive spray when in the upside down position. Ah. So they're literally just pinned there, defenseless, with their weakest part showing. That Aww. sucks. Um, the eyes are also like pinned to its body so it can't really see. Okay, theory. Their float bladder is in the very very bottom of like their body, so when they get flipped over, not only does it push down on their body, like it pushes the gravity away from them, it also presses down on their other organs, so that's why they can't do stuff. I would assume that the maneuvering jets probably don't work just because of the fact that its mouth is now flat against the earth. Yeah, Yeah, so it Probably couldn't breathe in even if I wanted to. But... Or thought to. I'm not totally sure. We're not flump biologists. <laughs> One day. One day. Um, they have figured out that the acid that it uses on its prey is actually made in its lower cavity. Cavity. So if you, like, cut into the bottom of it, you'll be showered with acid. Ugh. <laughs> oh, that's like aliens. So don't cut the bottom of a flump. Don't cut a flump. They're friends, not food. I mean, don't cut a flump either, but if you have to. Yeah. Because, like, in this case, I will say, the way the article is written is basically this guy had to defend his familiar from a flump because the flump thought it was a rodent. Oh. Oh, I thought it was a snack. Yeah. Okay. And basically, it's kind of like he went to catch it with a net, tripped over his familiar, hit the side of it, flipped it on its back... And then, oh, like, God. grabbed it and put it in a sack and took it to this meeting. And he was like, guys, what do we do with this? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, and what in the this? process, he also got sprayed by it. Oh, so, like, no. he walked in and everyone smelled it. And Oh, man. That it's sounds... a really great article. Like, you should just read it. Okay. It's it just, sounds it's like really a really good, good story. Um, the acid will partially liquefy its prey. Like I said, 
Yeah. And this is what the flump sucks up and feeds on. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever <clears throat> it does with the rest. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We just don't know. <laughs> Um, their brain is a very small organ located, like, midway between its mouth and the rear rim hole. <laughs> and you killed Lewin. Using the same thought of, like, whatever it sprays a liquid out of is the front. The opposite of that. Okay. Okay. That's where its brain is. Okay. Um, its brain can be used to make potions of levitation when you pulverize it into a liquid. Oh. Um Aww. you can make 3 potions per brain. Cool. The <laughs> the inner layer of the hollow tentacles can be used to make an oil of acid resistance. Okay. Which requires 20 tentacles for one application, roughly 20. Mhm. Mm um the gland that stores the defensive spray can be used as an alternative component for the stinking cloud spell. Okay. Um, it does note that if used this way, there's a 50% chance that any other flumps in the area will investigate the cloud because it... They smell flumps. It smells like, like flumps. going on? Yeah. 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 Well, is there a flump party going on or something? Flump party! And then they just happen upon your adventuring party and they're like, oh. I really just want to see a flump rave now, though. <gasps> they're all holding glow sticks. They're holding like 20 glow sticks. Yes. <laughs> They're wearing the necklaces around their eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. flumps are naturally nocturnal. Same. Same. <laughs> Same. So, during the day, what they usually like to do is they'll fly up to a branch in a tree and, like, wrap their tentacles around it and just kind of settle on the branch. Oh, that's cute. Mm -hmm. Which leaves the upper hard shell exposed and the lower softer shell... Not. Like, protected. Okay. They can retract their eye stalks completely into their body. Hmm. Okay. So maybe that's how they get dust out of their eye. They just retract and that's... Oh. And just like... That could be their form of blinking. Oh. Oh. Dang. Yeah? Cool. They have four inner ears that are spaced equidistant around their bodies. Uh-huh. And they have the same hearing ability as a human. So they're not, like, super hearing, but they can hear about the same range as a human. Okay. They just have four ears that are inside their bodies that they hear with. Oh, I mean, weird. sure. Like, lots of reptiles have that kind of thing going on, so sure. Yeah. I'll accept it. Yeah. <laughs> um, accept it? I'll accept it. I'll allow it. As far as, like, how monastic flumps cast spells, because there are some that are verbal, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they don't have that restriction. Okay. All of their spells are semantic. Somatic? Somatic. Jesus. They're semantics. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about the semantics, guys. <laughs> they are somatic. So all they do is basically like use their tentacles to... Gesture. Gesture. Mm -hmm. Which it actually notes makes it very hard for non-flumps to notice when a spell is even being cast. Oh, that makes sense. That's sneaky. Because as they're like floating around, their tentacles are kind of just innately moving anyway. Yeah. Moving around, yeah. So it's really hard to tell. Sneaky little flumps. Oh, you'll like this part too. Oh boy. A speaking monastic flump. Flump? Flump, flump, 
Sounds like, and here's a quote. Oh, yay. It just took in a lungful of helium and is trying to do a Mickey Mouse impression. Yes! Oh, my God! So, it's just like this very high-pitched, squeaky voice coming out of this jellyfish. No! Oh, that's too good. No. Uh, I love it. I was like, this is great. God. And then all I thought about was the hell of trying to do that voice as a DM. And I'm like, mm, Just keep some healing them balloons. <laughs> and just like, oh, this strange creature with these eye stalks and comes up to you and then just like, and then you're good. I mean, that's about the only way I'd ever be able to do it. Sidebar, was my mom lying to me when she told me if I kept, if I sucked in helium, it would permanently change my voice? I honestly have no idea. I, I don't either. Okay. I have never ingested helium. Okay. I would like to, but... Uh, I've never done it either because my mom scared I me. I have. I've never done helium. <laughs> <laughs> Helium's that hard shit, man. <laughs> anyway. Um, apparently, no. The helium only changed the composition of air in your throat. Yeah, who cares about your throat? And cause the sound waves from your vocal cords to be transmitted differently, but it doesn't actually change the way your vocal cords work. Okay, so... My mom lied to me. Your mom lied to you. So helium is, is safe. She now, just didn't want to hear you in that voice for Now, that being long. said, I can... voice! <laughs> I can... She didn't want to hear that for hours. I can still understand that inhaling helium is probably still not great for you, considering you need oxygen. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. right. But I, I have that. done it before, and it is fun. Um, it says that their exact origins are unknown because they don't appear to be a part of, like, the prime Well, world. they're aberrations, so they're probably from the far realms, right? Like, I mean, yeah. just saying. I mean, that's, like, the difference between, like, lore we know and, like, what the world knows about them. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's, yeah. that's fair. Um, it does, however, have one theory that I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. And is that they came from another world hidden on a Grell spell jamming vessel. Ooh. Which I'm going to actually have to pull up the Grell just because I mentioned it and I'm now like, you yeah, have yeah, to know gotcha. what a Grell is. Um, they're weird, first of all. They are sightless aberrations that resemble giant floating brains with tentacles and a beak. And a beak. Uh, That's I'm, a... It's, there's a lot going on there. It's a giant floating brain with a bird beak and tentacles. So and there is, in fact, octopus. a lot going on there. An octopus. Yeah. Oh. Because they got beaks. In their well, I mean, unless this octopus has been greatly transformed because the beak is fucking huge. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let me see. Like, I don't think you want to see. That's oh my! That's, uh, yeah, that's that's not an octopus beak. That that's a bird. beak. It's a bird beak. They look like the evil flump. Yeah, <laughs> like they look like a flump, but evil. And technically, it would only take one flump. Oh yeah, true. To form an entire race of them on another world because they just bud and then yeah. yeah. That's fair. In the same theory, it also theorizes that the difference between monastic flumps and common flumps are because of the differences between the world that they came from. Right. Okay. They theorize that the monastic flump is the original one, and then when they came here, even some uh, monastic flump buds mm-hmm. can grow into common flumps. Okay. So it's Commons like a always drift. breed true. 
Okay. But so, monastic do not. So their their genes are dominant. <laughs> yeah. So it says that, like, it theorizes that that's why there's a difference, because the difference between the world they came from and the one that they're in now mm-hmm. has just kind of altered... Their ecology. Yeah. Yeah. There's more in that specific article, but again... Had to cut it down because right. yeah, we can't just do a reading of of an ecology dragon article though, for every episode. Though I would I would love to, especially with how they're written. Because I just man, I oh, wish they man. would. Right. Wizards of the Coast bring back Dragon Magazine and let us do audio tapes, <laughs> so we can just read Dragon Magazine. Yes, let's just do dramatic <clears throat> readings for the hell of it. Yeah, of like I mean I'm down. <laughs> yeah, like while while we're drunk. Mm. Well, first of all, traps can't get drunk. Oh, this yeah, is true. That's true. Drunk D and D. Second of all, you shouldn't be drinking either. Shh. Neither should. Well, yeah. Taylor <laughs> probably shouldn't either, but you more so. Anyway, off off that. What's so, that supposed to mean? So we're gonna jump ahead again quite a bit to 2005, where in a Dungeon Magazine, oh boy, uh, Dungeon Magazine 118, there was. An adventure module written for four first-level player characters mm-hmm. called Box of Flump. Yes! <laughs> and while it sounds initially very cute... Oh, no. ...as to what I have said, it starts out very dark. And I'm not going to go through the entire thing, obviously, because Jesus Christ, it's a module. I'm not going through all that. <laughs> Stay tuned for our Box of Flump episode. But I Our actually flump unboxing. <laughs> I Stay actually tuned for like, first unboxing, guys. I wouldn't actually mind like running a one shot of this module from oh. the bit that I read of it. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> um, but basically, the like whole premise to it is it takes place. And it literally says it takes place in a port town along a sea coast. Okay. So Charming, no specific. Yeah, charmingly vague. Yeah. And it says it can be in any setting. It's just kind of like a, here's something interesting you can do. Yeah. The premise is basically that the local salt miners of this port town Mm -hmm. have found a very rich and plentiful source of salt. And when they went to expand their mines, they ran into a vast series of tunnels with a horrid smell. Okay. They couldn't get past the smell and they basically flee the mines. And leave them because they can't go any further. Mm-hmm. Right. Fair. So someone comes up, buys the mine for pocket change, quote unquote. Yeah. And then hires someone to investigate it to go find out what's up with the smell. I mean, That's you. <laughs> to I'm be, guessing. To be fair, it probably was pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they it's, weren't using it. Yeah, it's basically an unusable mine at this point. Yeah. So they hire someone to go investigate it, figure out what the reason for the smell is, and to get rid of it. Right. Uh, the person investigating it finds that it's a small group of flumps in the tunnels that are basically just, like, protecting their territory at that point. Yeah. Because yeah. they'll, like, shoot that fluid to... Deter. Deter. And they basically just decide... Like, well, he goes back and says, hey, this is what's causing it. Person was like, okay, I have an idea. Capture these flumps so I can take them to these other mines further down the coast 
and buy more mines for cheap. Aww. And then... Oh, that sucks. Yeah. This sucks on ice. So, I thought it was about to be like he was going to be a nice person. I'm going to no. take them and release them into the wild. No. No? Um, he is the protagonist. <sighs> Antagonist? Antagonist. Antagonist. The, villain. the players are the protagonist. Sorry. Yeah. He is like, the, no, he's not the good guy. Get out of here. He's it's the... story An anti-hero story. Yeah. He's the antagonist in this one and basically <laughs> decides to capture him and then go make more money from other mines. Boo. And the person he hires, he's basically like, I will pay you double what I just did to go capture them. Like, All right. The... Butter. I don't know. The one capturing the flumps, mm-hmm. his name is Grackle. Grackle. Okay, he's a bird. Or, or the Grackle, as he is mentioned several times. That's a street name. Figures out that they're helpless if you flip them upside down. Mm-hmm. So he gets past the smell and winds up capturing them all and mm-hmm. puts them all in boxes. And that's kind of where the players come in, is now he has to try to figure out how to ship them out of this town because he's already wanted by the Thieves Guild and by the local guard because he owes both of them money for several things. Damn. Smart. So the players are hired by the local guard to keep tabs on him and find out what he's up to and then to inevitably try to stop the horrible, horrible deed and to free the flumps. Yeah. Okay, so you as the player character, though, would not necessarily know this all is going on. Yeah, you would have no idea. You basically come in and, like, the guard says, hey, we need you to, we'll keep pay an, you to go keep an eye on this person. This guy. Right. And then you you venture <clears throat> further and figure out that... Yeah, and it says that the module itself, the story is highly ran by player interaction. Oh, good. So, like, yes. whatever the players decide to do can change the story and how it works drastically. Oh, uh, yes. yes. That's that good shit. And the whole reason this was written is because, like, the writers were trying to turn flumps around. Because I guess at this point, a lot of people saw them as evil, like, aberrations. Because they're aberrations like Aboleths and right, I mean, Mind Flayers. Uh, ab- uh- Aberrations, I almost said Adeleths again. <laughs> Aberrations don't exactly have a good, good name. name for them. Yeah. yeah. But these ones image. are actually supposed to be good. 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 So they wrote this module to try to help people realize, like, these are actually not bad creatures. Yeah. So you have to free them. They got a publicity campaign. No. Yeah. There's another uh, small campaign module that was written in 2009 from Dungeon Delve. Mm-hmm. called Fool's Grove. Cool. And there's not really a whole lot about the flumps in this, but this is literally the only place I could find any information about them for 4th edition. Of oh, boy. Yeah. And it's not great. <sighs> oh, boy. Let me <laughs> guess. They're evil and they... <sighs> well, they're unaligned. <sighs> now, instead of being lawful or good, they're just unaligned. <sighs> There, there. Um, uh. It's basically just about like this deserted grove with various monsters and secrets hidden within. Blah blah blah. blah, 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 blah. Usual shit. The flumps are used as monsters for like one particular area. Boo. Uh. And I couldn't find anything else other than looking at their stat block here. So this is what I got. 
And of course, much like anything else we've had with 4th edition, there are some not great things that they did. <laughs> okay, all right. Wow, who's surprised? Uh, yeah. I, I'm ready. Show, show of hands who's, who's surprised. Their, None of us raised our hand. No. Their defensive spray is now no longer an arc, but is instead a single target attack and only has a range of five feet. What? That's bullshit. That's not a spray. That's just... That, that's uh. like... That's when I turn my uh, spray bottle on shooter to tell my dog bad. Yeah. Not not even. That's yeah. more... It pushes the target back and makes them smell horrible, though apparently it says a save can end this. How? Like, an initial reflex save to avoid it? Yes. Or, or a constitution save to avoid being, like, nauseated. But it, yeah. the stat block literally just says, reflex save this amount, and then blah, 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 smells bad, and then in parentheses... Save can end. That but it doesn't specify what save. Roll to bathe. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Mechanically. It has, ch- like, Dungeons and Dragons is meant to have mechanics and some type of, like, counterpart. Like, some type of narrative reason for it. Yeah. That breaks the narrative. Of, yeah. Of Completely. How, of how smelling bad works. Yeah. Like, I could get, like, sure, a constitution save to get over the smell. Like, you're still going to smell bad to other people, but... Yeah, yeah, or like a reflex save, like you said, to dodge it. Yeah. At the beginning. Which yeah. it does state, you know, reflex save to dodge or that's, whatever, but... That's dumb. And while you smell horrible, an ally that starts a turn within one square of the target is weakened until it started their next turn. Okay, whatever. I mean, that, I mean, fair. That, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that part makes sense. And this... Oh, no. Oh, boy. This part, I just cannot wrap my brain around because they have no fucking explanation as to how this is possible. Okay. Great. They are powerless if they are knocked prone. Flip, flip not over. flipped over. Flipped over? N- flipped over is never mentioned. It's literally knocked prone. Yeah, that just uh, seems like a lazy version of putting in their old lore. Yeah, like... Like, how can a creature that innately flies get knocked prone? If you would have mentioned flipped upside down... I would accept it. Cool. That makes sense. To knock it prone. (laughs) Is it just like kind of... It can't even lay on its side because it's a disc. It's a disc. It's either on one side or the other, unless you smush it between like two rocks. Oh, don't Aww. do that. Well, that that's a whole other problem for the flump then. <laughs> yeah, because my okay, my right. issue boils down to it sounds lazy. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And I couldn't find it in any of the monster manuals or anything else. It's possible that I missed it because, let's face it, there are just a lot of books for, like, 4th edition. Right. Yeah. I didn't sort through them all, but when I couldn't find them in the compendium or the three, four, technically, because there's a monster manual, like, deluxe. Yeah, which is supposed to have everything from the previous ones. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I checked. I couldn't find the flump. I don't know. I mean, I I could see that being there, like... The the flipped over state is what is knocked prone for a flump, but again, it, they didn't. It doesn't. Specify. It didn't state. It's just so. like if you knock it prone, it's helpless. What? Okay, okay. whatever. Whatever. Fourth edition. Okay, we right. let, let, let's let's yes. 
Moving on. Moving on. I'm going to go now to 5th edition because, again, that's all I could find in 4th edition and I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) What even is in 4th edition? (laughs) Uh, Not a lot. A lot of it was cut. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. So they are actually in 5th edition. Yay! Thankfully. There are a few interesting changes that they made in 5th edition that I think were for the best. Okay. Okay. Um, they now, and this is where it kind of specifically mentions that they're in the Underdark. Before, it just was like, they're just kind of there. So. They're somewhere. Just keep an eye out. They're in caves they're sometimes. They're in caves, mines. They're nocturnal. But now it's like they are a part of the Underdark. Okay. They now glow faintly. Nice. <gasps> I love that. Yes. And they reflect their moods in different colors. <gasps> Moonring yes. jellyfish. <laughs> so you have a soft pink, which signals that they Love. are amused. Oh. Uh, deep blue for sadness. Aww. A green for curiosity. Oh. Nice. And a crimson for anger. Oh. That's fun. I love it. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> they are now incredibly intelligent and wise. Hell yeah. Hell and yeah. And communicate telepathically. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, They possess advanced knowledge of religion, philosophy, mathematics, and countless other subjects, which I'm going to say is probably just code for whatever. Whatever they want to be. Yeah, if the players are looking for this and you want to add that, this is what they know. (laughs) Good job. Yay. So they're very intelligent and wise now. Um, They're also very sensitive to the emotional states of nearby creatures. Aww. So if a creature's thoughts suggest, like, goodness or happiness, they'll, they'll, like, seek that creature out. Flip that. If a creature just, like, exudes evil, the flump will flee. They'll just oh, leave. Good good flump. They'll just be like, nope, fuck you, I'm Bye. done. Bye. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Woohoo. <laughs> um, they now feed by siphoning mental energy from psionic creatures. Ooh. Ooh. And they're often found lurking near communities of Mind Flayers, Aboleths, Githyanki, and Githzerai. These guys kind of have, have periodically been reminding me of, like, they're the, the good version of Aboleths. Yeah! Kind of, yeah. They both have a gross, gooey thing. They both have tentacles. Um, they they both, just don't live forever. They both yeah. have mind, you know, kind of mind stuff yeah. later on. Yeah, they are themselves psionic and they're also aberrations also yeah yes and like i I don't know i love that there's a good aberration yeah like and they're like i don't want anything to do with these other guys (laughs) i also i think the idea of them like taking down a mind flayer and aboleth is pretty choice and because those guys suck i love the evolution of they really enjoy art to they love art and philosophy and the sciences. And they're so smart. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, they don't usually take down the mind flayers or anything themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. They feed off of them. Oh, okay. Like, they just feed off of their psionic... Abilities? Uh, yeah, their psionic power, basically. Oh, okay. Um, it says that they are... And I don't quite understand the reason for this phrasing, admittedly. Passive parasites, um, I guess, to the that, mind flayers, they would be parasites. That That is a scientific term. It basically means that they cause no harm to the, the host. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, that makes sense. Yeah. 
because it follows that up by saying that they only take the mental energy that they need. And most of the time, creatures that they feed from experience like no loss or discomfort from it. Yeah, so it's like a it's like commensalism. So they're the term is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, thank you. I couldn't remember. They're just passive and they just feed. The downside to this though <clears throat> is that when they consume psionic energy from a creature, it reveals the thoughts and emotions of that creature. So the fact that they feed mostly from evil creatures subjects them to like those specific thoughts and emotions and hungers mm -hmm. that Ooh. these evil creatures have. Which it says sicken their pure nature. Aww. Oh, that's that's interesting. I like that. Um, but they use it for good <laughs> because when they encounter a good-hearted adventurer, they will eagerly share these dark secrets oh. that they've learned in hopes of casting down their evil sources of energy. And it does state it doesn't matter if that means that they're going to have to move and find somewhere else. Aww. They will give up their food source in this case. To get rid of guys. these evil creatures. Dang, that's awesome. I wonder if they could feed on gut-aligned psionic creatures. Uh, they can. Oh. Just go live at, like, a school for psionic people? Yeah, they can... Hang out? They can feed on any psionic energy. Teach them poetry? Good, bad, neutral. Nice. What have you. Oh my god. <clears throat> a flump professor. <gasps> yes! <laughs> professor Flump. Uh, <laughs> yes! That sounds like the name of like one of the teachers at Hogwarts or Probably, something. Yeah, Professor Flumpf. All Flumps that live in cloisters have a specific place and purpose, and the cloisters now have no leader because they all contribute nice. in their own way. In their own way, yeah. Aw, that's nice. Um, they're back to being lawful good instead of unaligned. Thank yeah. God. <sighs> and see, fifth edition actually gave a reasoning and explanation to the whole knocked prone thing. Oh, okay, thank you. Because we all, well, I assume we all know. I don't know, some people might. We know that there are a lot of things that, like, fighters or certain classes have that knock creatures prone. Yes. Yes. They made it to where that doesn't, it's not like you can't use that against flumps. What happens is if you use it and, like, they fail their saving throw and they would initially get knocked prone, mm -hmm. you roll a die. And then on an odd result, the flump will land upside down and is incapacitated. On an even roll, nothing happens. Okay. okay. That seems like a good way to resolve it. Yeah, I like so that. So they actually like... In essence, they're harder to be knocked prone right. than other creatures because they're floating, you know, it's, discs. It takes a lot more like yeah. tactical yeah. precision to knock... This floating thing upside down, I guess. Yeah. yeah, than it is to just, like, push someone hard enough and they'll fall on their ass. Yeah, so yeah. if you, like, go to knock it prone, okay, cool, you roll a die. If it's even, nothing happens. If it's odd, it flips upside down. Cool. And it does state that at the end of its turn, they can make a dexterity saving throw to right itself. Okay. So they so now have... not totally helpless. Yeah, they now have the ability to right themselves. Good for them. It might happy. take a while, but they can still do it. They've been doing push-ups with their tentacles, so now they're strong enough to... <laughs> they're um, strong. Strong. And when hit by the stench spray, mm -hmm. as it is now called... I love it. Um, a failed save means the creature is coated in it. The coated creature is poisoned for the duration of the stench, as well as other creatures... Duration of the stench. Yes. <laughs> 
as well as like other creatures within five feet of the coated creature, they're, I mean, they're not coated, obviously, but they are like poisoned, poisoned because mm-hmm. of the smell. Right. And you can remove it by using a short rest to bathe yourself in water, alcohol, or vinegar. Nice. Cool. And that's all I got for you. Yay. Oh my gosh, I love these guys. This, yeah, same. This uh, episode ran a bit longer, but I kind of knew it was going to. That's okay. That's fine. I, I want to be a flump. Can you, want you to be a flump? Yeah, can you kill Dahlia so I can play no. a flump? I mean, you could. I mean, I could, but I'm also not going to allow you to play a flump, so. What? Sorry. <laughs> Dang. Sorry about you. That's hateful. <laughs> that's hateful. That's hateful. <laughs> They're so cute. They are. I love them. <clears throat> Adrian, that was a very, very good suggestion. I'm glad that I looked into it. Because, Man. Damn. Thank you, Adrian. Yeah, thank you. I didn't realize flumps were real. I, I told them this when we when we took a break, but I, I think I, I hadn't seen a picture of them, but I had seen someone, like, reference flumps, but I thought they were, like, a joke. I, I guess I don't exactly know how to how to explain. No, I, I know what you mean. The thought the thought process. I thought it was just kind of like a. I don't know. I thought they were a joke though, because I was like, "There's not something in Dungeons and Dragons called a flump." Well, there is. There is, and they're wonderful, wonderful. adorable. I love them. That, that's I didn't know there were any good or, or rather even not evil aligned aberrations. That's that's a lot of fun. We're gonna have to look more into that. Yeah. Yeah, and I am kind of curious now to see if there's any... More. More, yeah. Yeah. These guys really just were the good version of... Well, I say just, but they did really remind me of the good version of Aboleth. They, so, they did. Like, they very much had that strange alien aberration feeling, but yeah. they're also cute. I, 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 I do enjoy them. Also cute and flumpy. Thank you so much, Adrian. <laughs> Thank um, you. Flumpy. If you, like Adrian, have a topic to suggest for us, you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, you can also send suggestions on our various social media platforms and also follow us for more content while you're there. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, help us spread the word. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I know times are weird right now, but we're hoping to at least be some somebody's constant. Yeah. Yes, we're... Here to hopefully distract you, if anything, for an hour. Yeah, to just just think about you know when you now when you feel bad, you can just think about flumps. Yeah, yes. Because I feel like they would make me happy even when I'm upset. This is our feel good episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we we finally had a feel good episode, guys. Usually they end pretty sad. Y- yeah. Not this one. Yay, flumps. Well, thank you so much for listening to our feel good episode. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you next week with another feel good, Lewin. Mm, I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out next week, right here on Dungeonpedia. Flumfreeze. Flumfreeze. Telling you.